You don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we explore birches in Lower Town St. Paul, the uh, taste some of their beer and a cocktail at birches in our, with our special guest, and we learn about the history and a little bit of what's going on currently at Birches. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. How are we doing today, Andrea? Well, we're doing absolutely fantastic, except I'm sick. That's a bummer. Yeah. But you know what's not a bummer? What's not a bummer? The new desk. <gasps> yes, we have a new desk. We have a new desk in the uh, the Travel by Proxy spare bedroom studio. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. It is made by a friend. Shout out to... Andrew. There you go. Yeah. Now, the cool part about our uh, desk is it is actually made from reclaimed wood from Trollhagen, um, mm-hmm. from the old lodge, the old ski lodge at Trollhagen. Um for those of you that don't know, Trollhagen is a ski resort in Taylor's Falls, Wisconsin. That's it. That's it. It's a ski lodge. It's a ski resort. Yeah. It has I used to ski hills. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and I've been there a couple of times. It's pretty fun. And you were talking, they had a, they had a hill that was perfect for, uh, uh like pra- training. Yeah. For like practicing your, um, like your racing, you know, like your giant slalom terms and stuff, mm-hmm. because you could actually like learn a little bit to like adjust and like practice how you were actually setting up your line. And I'm not going to go into like the real specifics of it because I doubt most of our listeners are downhill skiers that are. That got into that ski really racing. got into competing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really want to bore them with like the mechanics of, you know, real like competitive downhill ski racing. But it's nice to have that, uh, you know, that little this reference to a place that you've had some history with. Yeah. Especially since I've been injured so frequently and haven't really had an opportunity to ski mm-hmm. race in about five years. Yeah. But now that you don't have so much of an opportunity to ski race and do all that. You still have part of a place that you spent a lot of time of here in your own home forever. That's true. And it's really nice. It was a birthday gift from my spouse. And it's gorgeous. It is really, really gorgeous. It's And it's nice and smooth. Andrew mm-hmm. put a really nice kind of satin finish on it. Yeah. So it's not like a super high gloss. You don't have that weird... Like sometimes when you get a really high gloss finish on wood, it gets a little sticky. Mm-hmm. You know, even when it's when it's fully cured. And so this is nice. It feels nice to just rest our, my hand and my arms on. And uh, it looks amazing. And then there's the whole like, you know, the tubular metal base that it uh-huh. sits on. Uh, oh, yeah. We could probably go on about this desk for a while. I'll put some photos up of the new setup or, or like temporary setup here with this episode just so you can see kind of what, what the evolution is starting mm-hmm. at. Um, yeah. We still have to get some new mic stands because um, the arms that we have would have marred up this gorgeous wood top. Yeah, we, we don't want to do that. 
we wanted to get something that would not damage the top for the yeah. new arms. That's also why you might hear a little bit of a hum in the background on this one, mm -hmm. unless we've done our due diligence and removed it. We have done everything we can. We have tried, but the uh, like the new computer that we're recording on, uh, the fans a little closer to the mics than it had been previously, so on and so forth. Yeah, you might hear some weird noise in the background. Um, I might sound tip, a little weird. By the way, uh, those of you that use com like use desktop computers. Don't put them on carpeting. No, no. That's don't why rest. our computer is on the desk right now, because mm -hmm. we haven't picked up anything to put the computer on. Um, when you put a computer, a desktop computer on carpeting, it is a fast track to fill that computer with dust. Mm -hmm. And just garbage of all kinds that yeah. float around your house. Mm -hmm. Also, if you have a desktop computer, if you have not blown the fans out or just like gotten compressed air in there, do that as soon as possible. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll start to overheat and everything goes bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least with mine, you can see if it has dust in it. You, there's uh, there's a lot of big vents, and then there's the nice window on top uh -huh. that you can see everything. You get the LED lights that are... Oh, they're cycling. I didn't oh, yeah, even it's, notice it's that. It's the purple light that just flashes, oh. and then my power supply right now, now that I'm actually facing the other way, the power supply is, is cycling colors. Oh, that's awesome. Uh-huh. It's gorgeous. It is. It's pretty. And you can see photos of it when you look at, you know, if you looked at the photo, you'll be able to see the nice little cube PC that, mm -hmm. uh, that Andrea built. Yeah, um, it is a small form factor PC. We used a little, for, for our computer nerds out there, it is a mini ITX motherboard. Mm -hmm. So it is tiny, um, and you have to be really, really specific about what you put in there because... <laughs> you don't have a lot of space to mess around with. don't have a lot of space. With. I cut my hand a bunch when I was building this computer. <laughs> of course you did. There, there is blood sweat and tears in this uh build but it is worth it mm -hmm. we're using it for recording we'll be using it for streaming in the future yeah and a lot of other projects and it has wonderful hard drive capability to save all of the random stuff that we save for this show. yeah well right now it has just one but i'll eventually be tossing another solid state drive in there yeah but you can always throw uh, an external mm -hmm. on it you know, because the external two terabytes are not that expensive anymore. No, but we're not going to probably need that for this one. Yeah, probably not. Either way, so let's talk about Birches. Yeah, let's stop talking about technology and our studio, and let's actually talk about the thing that people are listening to us for. I, I would hope at this point that people are listening because they really enjoy listening um, to yeah, us talk. Yeah, they really like they they like us a bit too. <laughs> uh, so Birches Lower Town is uh, is near CHS Field. It's in the market. Um, I can't remember the name of the actual market. Hold on. It's kind of uh, like the entry to it is a little weird because you, you go into like a building rather than just into their their like facility. Because uh, most restaurant bars that you go into, there's just a door to the outside. And I think there is one, two perches, but it's more of like a back door. Mm -hmm. um, but you go into kind of like a main area that has access to several other businesses um, and then you'd kind of go off to a side and then enter into Birches from there. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous space. There's these big, like, really long wood tables, like old wood tables that have um, benches uh, near them. So there's no there's no seats um, but there's a lot of bench seating, which allows you to kind of bring a larger group or to join a group. You know, like if you start talking to people and you suddenly want to like join their group, it's not like you have to bring a chair over and everyone crowd around a low top. Uh, they have, you know, these really long tables that you are able to just kind of gather at. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice. Yeah. So it's located in the in the Market House Collaborative. 
That's the name of it. Market House Market Collaborative. Market House Collaborative. And what it is, is it's a space that is occupied by um, the Octo Fish Bar and the Salty Tart Cafe. Mm-hmm. We ha- I have not been to either. Have you ever eaten nope. at either of those? Mm-mm. Okay. That's all right. But when you go into a different entrance to Birches, you actually smell fish, so... Mm-hmm. It smelled really good when we walked in. Yeah. I was actually kind of... There was part of me that was bummed because we had set... You know, we were going to go to Oxcart to actually get food um, because if we would have had food and booze at every single place we stopped, we would have been so full halfway through. Yeah, and I kind of regret not um, eating at Birch's because according to Minnesota Monthly, um, Minnesota Monthly's Jason DeRusha in, to, in December 5th, 2018, Birch's Lower Town has a top 10 Twin Cities burger. Do they still make it? We don't know, but um, as of December fifth, two thousand eighteen, they did. All right, yeah, we didn't. Uh, we didn't even look at a food menu when we went. We simply asked for uh, the drinks menu and a beer list. And um, your friend Kelsey joined us. Yes, she did. You'll actually get to hear her in a moment when we start talking about those because we did uh, record on on location uh, with our new on location rigger. Re- oh, wonderful! Uh, but we we have a new on location rig that you were able to listen to portions of from our bent episode. Yeah, uh, two episodes ago, and uh, I think it it started to come out really well. I'm really happy with the new mobile rig. Yeah, why don't we go ahead and check in with us? On location at Birch's. Absolutely. Hi, us. Hello. We are at Birch's Lower Town. Uh, it is a brewery that also has a very unique special feature among all of the other breweries. Um, it has a piano bar in its basement. It does. It is not currently open, unfortunately, but it does exist. Yes, it does exist. And uh, we are also joined by our friend Kelsey. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks. Kelsey, what are you drinking? Well, I'm actually enjoying the Blood Orange Berliner Weiss, and I've probably said that wrong. No, it's okay. Uh, It's a Berliner Weiss. There we go. That's right. Uh, Berliner Weiss is a cool style of beer. We actually tasted it on our our, uh, third act brewing episode. Yeah. Um, It is a really good style of beer. Um, So you're the Blood Orange. uh, What do you get when you taste it? Well, it's definitely a very sour beer, which I was warned of when I read the description. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's also got a lot of fruity kind of tartness to it, I guess, mm-hmm. more than anything, which is enjoyable. What do you get on the nose? We're going to challenge Kelsey on this. If you just, just so sniff it. We just go if for I the sniff, sniff yeah. Definitely like a citrusy mm-hmm. nose. Yep. Okay. I get the Smell. same thing on mine okay. too. I have the Blanc Berliner, okay. which is made with Sauvignon Blanc grape juice and Hallertau Blanc hops. Um, now, the one thing that we learned in our uh, sniffing notes is, uh, and we should learn this from a tequila tasting, is mm-hmm. you can actually sometimes get different aromas if you try to sniff with just one nostril. So if you hold the glass up to just one nostril and sniff, Okay. And then you hold it up to a different nostril and sniff it just the other. And you can sometimes, not always, but you can sometimes get different aromas. I feel like you just played a prank on me. I don't know. You get something different Let's on see. I smell the same thing. You smell the okay. same yeah. thing. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. Aaron is convinced that you do. 
We're not really gonna yeah. do that with Aaron's thing. He just has the. Uh, I have the old house fashion? old fashioned. Yeah, describe the house old fashioned. So the house old fashioned is actually made with uh, bullet bourbon, uh, Tattersall orange crema, and sour cherry Angostura bitters. Uh, so it's got nice kind of uh, citrus notes going on. Um, the the actual cherries that are in the drink as a garnish are delicious. Um, and other than that, like, you know, bullet bourbon's always a good one for me, and having that kind of local orange cream, or orange orange uh, liqueur, uh, is really nice to have, especially uh, at a place like this. So, it is, it is a very, very good old-fashioned. Um, I think I like the one I had at Norseman better, to be honest, but it's still a really good drink. You're such a hipster. I know, but it's... <laughs> Part of what we do. Plus, uh, it comes with boozy cherries. It does. Mm. Eat one of your boozy cherries so I can eat the last one. All right. Yeah. Dibs. They're really, really tasty. Oh my gosh, those are the booziest, delicious cherries I've ever tasted. They're better, so I had, um, if you ever have the- Are you like, just telling me, I just said they're the best I've had and you're telling me that you've had better? No, no, no. I'm saying they're much better than the Old Smoky. Because the Old Smoky are like the ones soaked in moonshine. Oh. And those are like so overproof that it's insane. Right. Uh, these, these might be the Luxardos because it doesn't say what they are. Uh, but I've had those before and they taste similar. But these are really, really good. And for me, um, the beer, once again, I had is the Sauvignon, or the Blanc Berliner Weiss, which is made with Sauvignon Blanc grapes. And what that does is it gives it kind of a drier flavor. Um, so when you taste it, normally you get like a lot of like tart flavors, but with this you also get kind of a dry finish to it. And I think that actually kind of uh, might, if you want to get into like Berliner Weiss, but you're turned off by the tartness of it, I would actually suggest trying Birch's because, uh, you know, you, either the, the blood orange that Kelsey mm -hmm. had, yep. or this uh, Sauvignon Blanc uh, would really be a good, good entry option. point. Yep, mm -hmm. for sure. So one of my favorite things about Birch's is that they actually specifically do sour beers. Mm -hmm. um, there and you aren't, love your sours. I do, and there's really only other one place in the Twin Cities that does just sour, that really focuses on sours, and it is, well, there are actually two. Okay. Um, but one really doesn't actually, like, focus on sours. They just happen to have, like, a rotating sour that they do. Eastlake so has a rotating... they rota do several and then kind of... Yeah, but it's basically, like, a rotating sour. It's, like, they do, like, a rotating sour beer, but it's not, like, we focus on sours. It's mm -hmm. just that they have one... They have, a, they have, like, the Kirby Pucker, and then they have, like, a couple of other ones that they, like, change up. Okay. Um, e That's Eastlake. But the one that actually, like... In Richfield is Wild Mine Artisan Ales, and they do. They also do uh, sour focused beers. Wild Mine. Wild Mind. It's oh, I have wild a cold. Mind. Okay, yeah, I have a cold, so okay. my pronunciation isn't quite as good as it might be. Eh, we both mumble from time to time. Yeah, but uh, Birch's is one of the places that also likes to produce a bunch of sour beers, mm -hmm. and so for me, it it really is a draw. That's. I mean, and it's. Because you you have always sought out the uh, the sours mm -hmm. uh, for years now that that we've known each other, mm -hmm. and it it is nice for you to go to a place and not to be like they have a sour and you're excited because they have the one, yeah. But to be able to go and there's like three or four on the menu mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I can choose, I can taste different ones. Well, and there's a complexity of flavor to it, and this is one of those places that had that. I mean, they had the blonde orange, they had the sauvignon blanc, like. Mm -hmm. No, it's, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun there. I really enjoyed my drink. 
I like you already heard me talk about it there while uh, Kelsey was talking about her her beer and Andy was talking about hers as well. Um, but it was I just really like the aesthetic of the place. I'm actually really glad that while we were recording, we did not constantly hear the guys playing Hammerschlager <laughs> uh, because it got really loud at times. Uh, there was the moment uh, before we started recording where uh, somebody hit a nail weird when they were just oh starting gosh. the game and the nail flew over at us. And we're like, thank goodness it hit our feet. Mm hmm. Uh, but that's what happens when you play Hammerschlager in general and especially indoors. Hammerschlagen. Hammerschlagen. Yeah. yeah, not Hammerschlager. I've always heard Hammerschlager. Really? I guess I, yeah. Huh. I, like, I also, I've only ever seen it as a tailgating thing. Uh-huh. And, like, it's existed in bars, but usually by the time I see people playing it, it's, like, midnight. There's still two hours left to go. People are kind of blitzed. And it's like, you want to play Hammerschlager? Mm-hmm. So that's usually how I've heard it said we have to go back to birches why um i'm looking at their on deck list not that i'm not that i'm complaining because it was wonderful they have an they have a a barrel aged barley wine um that's aged in whiskey barrels Ooh. have you had a barley wine before i don't think i have so barley wine is a high gravity style ale so it might be something that you actually enjoy would enjoy is it hopped well, it it is. All okay. beers are hopped unless okay. they use this different kind of thing to bitter the beer. Okay, but I can um, this. like a bar- well, and I want you to try a barley wine style ale because so barley wine is going to have a sweeter flavor to it. Oh, okay. Because it's a higher gravity ale. Okay. Um, this I mean, sounds promising. Right. Um, but the fact that this is aged in whiskey barrels tells me that it's also going to have that like whiskey flavor to it. So there's also going to be some like caramel in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, depending on the whiskey that they used. Okay. Yeah. And, with, so, and what style of whiskey? It doesn't say. It just says just aged says whiskey. in whiskey barrels. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely, and even if this isn't what we try specifically, I, now I have an idea for a future beer that I'm going to get you to try as a barley wine. Okay. Because um, a barley wine ale is typically, I think, it, over 12%. I'd have to look up my, my style guide again. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're high-gravity beers. All right. Um, there actually is a famous... I'm digressing here. I do that a lot on That's this podcast. Okay. That's what this is for. Yeah. Um, you're going to hear me type on the mechanical keyboard. Oh, she, she got such a wonderful new RGB uh, mechanical keyboard. She's so happy. Uh, so Sam Adams actually does a barrel aged beer. It's not a barley wine, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> there used to be this like really this this one that like like before craft beer really took off. Mm-hmm. People clamored for this beer called Utopia, mm. and it it really was like it. I mean, it's still a good beer. I've never actually had one. But you just hear good things about it. it, it well, that bottle is intense. Yeah, it's a limited release beer. And okay, it's super it, freaking. It like, looks like something from I Dream of Genie. Yeah. So the reason that I wanted to show this to you, so the reason that this that this, that I, this came up for me is because is it, it it reminds me of like barley wine style because it's a high gravity ale. Okay. Um. The the idea behind Utopia for Sam Adams was let's just create the the um, highest naturally fermented beer, ABB ABB mm-hmm. that we can. Got it. Like to just challenge people's expectations of beer. Yeah. So because um, most of the time when you think of like twelve to thirteen percent, you're more thinking of like a, a liqueur almost. Yeah. Because um, you get a lot of the um, like schnapps and things that sit around 
15 to 25 percent abv yeah so the the one this year 29 percent or 28 percent oh my goodness yeah does that give you a price per bottle by chance uh not on this one no but um i'll i'll leave it in the show notes so we can look it up later barley wines are something that typically uh typically are strong ale between six and eleven percent although in in more traditional more modern contexts Mm -hmm. you're more likely to see like a barley wine style ale 12 to 14 percent okay um but I think I think it is a beer that you would actually enjoy drinking. I mean, it's always so hit and miss with me. Like we found mm-hmm. that nitro really helps. Yeah. Um, but even then, when we, we've uh, uh, when we get to our tin whiskers episode, um, which is next episode after this, yeah. Um, there's a there's a brew that I taste there that I found really really pleasant, and that was not a nitro. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, you know we'll, you'll hear about that next episode. Um, so I don't want to spoil too much about it, but it it's it's one of those things that we, we I think you said it was something about like we need to find a bit the different hop yeah. for me, and it's possibly just it's possibly the hop characteristic mm-hmm. that I'm finding less pleasant than some, some of other them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you know we'll just we'll keep putting the podcast out. We'll keep yeah having me try beers and i'll keep trying to find have some a tin whiskers beer in the fridge right now that's waiting for you to try it oh wonderful no so. it, it and it's holiday themed oh yeah i mean it's not holiday themed but um i'm calling it holiday themed <laughs> all right because the can is green the can is green yeah all right and we all know that uh green reminds us of uh yule oh and, absolutely mm-hmm not spring, Yule. Yule. Green is green is a color of winter. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> back to Birch's Lower Town. Um, so the other cool thing about Birch's Lower Town is they have a piano bar in the basement mm-hmm. that's only open Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens after seven p.m. So I've never been there. Yeah, because I'm old. Well, and like when I'm we... not old, but. <laughs> you're the oldest you've ever been right now yeah I, I i i sometimes follow old people hours and so like the idea of me spending time at a piano bar um why would we go out that late because then it's like <laughs> we've already had dinner two hours ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah Aaron and I are kindred spirits sometimes. The only, like the the big difference is that because my job does not have me waking up, I have not adjusted to being a morning person. Mm-hmm. So I will just stay up until like six a.m. But then I'm I'm sleeping until like one. So I'm still having that like oh my goodness I've been awake so long. It's just that like it's in the middle of the night because I woke up at noon. So for me, getting home at like one, two in the morning is kind of like everyone else getting home at five. <laughs> um, the uh, but basically, it's it's like a cool little. Um, it's kind of in the trend of like speakeasy style things. Yeah, you know, exclusive areas that mm-hmm. are only open certain times. Did we ever find out if they had a dress code? I remember, like, I remember we were talking about whether or not that was a thing. Like, I don't think we, so. I think that was more of us hypothesizing about it. Yeah, I think we were just spitballing. Because it wasn't open and it wasn't going to open that, or no, it was going to open that day, but we just weren't going to be there long enough. Yeah, we we had talked about going back because we were going to be near Ishit by the end of the night. But by the end of that night, uh, we were in no condition to do anything but uh, take Go a home. lift home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, well, I think because I didn't, I, I think we after our after our train ride to the place we were going to pick up the lift, um, that was already like ten thirty. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty late night for both of us. 
being out until 10 30 at night are you crazy crazy? oh my goodness you're out until 10 30 at night (laughs) the other thing about birches is it actually is an iteration of it's actually um does it have like multiple locations kind of so it's not multiple locations so there is a long lake birches but it's the long lake birches is nothing like the one in lower town are they owned by the same people? Yeah. Okay. But they're, uh, it's like, it's more, it shares a name rather yeah, than it shares. Well, mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to a Buffalo Wild Wings or even the Bulldog where the Bulldog has like five locations in the area and they're all fairly similar in what they serve, but they're very different aesthetically. Yeah. So like with this one, um, so the one in like in Long Lake is mm-hmm. a uh, supper club. Oh, Oh, we have our long history of loving our supper clubs. Yeah, it's like a cat, you Proxy. know, like the cabin meat supper club, you know. Ooh. Oh, you know, and you go to the go up north to the cabin there, and yeah, you, you got to go to the the fish fry at the supper club. You go to the fish fry, and then you have a meat raffle. Oh yeah, you got to go to the meat raffle. Got to win a lot of meat. Hey, anyone? Hey, what what's what's up with these bars not having any of that meat raffle there? Uh, you know, it's one of those things. I'm actually surprised. That, like, all the really hipster places in downtown Minneapolis and in St. Paul have not started doing meat raffles. I know. Because it's 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 so much the aesthetic that they would be going for anyway. Because yeah. it's, like, super high-class, like, country bar. Like, you know, like down-home bar kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, well, we have all these things that we make by hand. And these are, these are our handcrafted things that we take time to develop and put together. It, ste- it really seems like all of these places need to start doing meat raffles. Because, like, we talked about, uh, like, for Bent, and they had the uh, they had the the designer handbag bingo kind of thing. Yeah. I'm really surprised that we don't have more of that at a lot of these other places. And, like, because, you know, we've checked event, event menu, or event menus, <laughs> event calendars uh, for a lot of different places, uh, but it's more when I go, you know, my family has, has kind of, cabins way way up north and you go to the beside a bar and they've got pull tabs and a, and a meat raffle weekly uh you know and they have the other raffles and then they have the charity raffles because yeah. it's like you know somebody's kid got in a car accident and they need to help pay, paying for medical bills so then the community rallies and those are the things that i really love and i'm actually surprised for the like for the lack of meat raffle that they don't have the like for a cause meat raffles at these places that are in the city so it's easier to get the young mobile people that are like we want to go out we want to do stuff have a meat raffle that supports you know climate change action or uh you know save the animals yeah exactly save the turtles save the animals meat raffle Oh, actually, no. If they did, uh, if they did a crossover with the herbivorous butcher yeah. and did a, a, a vegan, vegan meat, meat raffle, raffle, oh my god, that is the hipsterest thing I've thought I know. of in a really was, long time. I was just thinking about a vegan meat raffle. That I like. Honestly, we could probably pitch that to half a dozen places, and at least two or three of them yeah. would immediately go can to we, it. Can we do an her- herbivorous butcher um, <laughs> meat raffle? <laughs> We need to we need to get in contact with some people and start organizing a vegan meat raffle because I think that would go over so well. <laughs> um, I, like honestly, everyone who's listening to this, I want you to just send us a message to fans at travelbyproxy dot com, and I want you to let us know what your thoughts are and if you would attend a vegan meat raffle. Yes, please, seriously, send it to us because. We will we will figure out some way to because I've gone on record that like I'm not. 
I don't seek out vegan meat replacement options, but I do enjoy what the herbivorous butcher will, does, and there's other do places. A, yeah, we'll do a live episode where we 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 try meat substitutes, mm-hmm. and then we try to get together a vegan meat raffle. Yeah. Um, the other thing too about Birch's Lower Town um, that our listeners should know is that it is uh, it it was posted for sale. Mm-hmm. So if you if you do. If you're listening to this now um, and you want to, and you you think it's a good idea to visit, you're like, this sounds Just like a place I want to visit, and double check that it's still well, it's still open. Mm-hmm. Go. It depends on when they're listening, though. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, because this is this is coming out in mid December of yeah. 2019. Well, yeah, and it'll still be up. Yeah, if you're now. looking, if you're if you're listening to this in like 2025, a awesome, awesome. Hi, hi. Welcome to the back catalog. How's the future? <laughs> Do we have flying cars yet? We've been promised those since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> we do, Aaron. They're planes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag truth. Anyway, um, you should totally check it out. Um, yeah. So what's the thing that t- on the completely arbitrary review scale, what keeps you going back there? Honestly, the the big comfy wooden tables and benches. Because it's yeah. like you can do a, a wood bench and a wood table that's not very comfy. But those were great. For me, it is the sour beers. Sour beers all the way for you. All right. Uh, you want to give us your opinion on the meat raffle? Send us an email. Otherwise, uh, check in with us. The Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jarrett, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixer.org. Thank you very much for joining us and listening to us this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you a look out your window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces of the people that you love.